Welcome back, beautiful people. Welcome to Fantasy Unleashed. We're going back into the Galaxy Bun today, looking at some numbers in that area between fantasy, sports betting, getting the jump on week 14 in the NFL, going back to the roots of the show. Got a lot of things here. Got to address the elephant in the room first. Sports betting, waiting on Mike DeWine's signature to get legalized in Ohio. I'm excited. Optimistic that they'll even get the sports books licenses hand out, handed out so it's all set up for next NFL season. That's the hope. In the meantime, recording this Thursday afternoon, Steelers play tonight in Minnesota. If you're unaware, I'm Josh Selway. I have a bet with my dear friend here at Fantasy Unleashed, Beaver, on the under of the Steelers. It's coming down to the wire. Somehow they're three-point underdogs tonight. It's a very strange spread, but also kind of makes sense because Minnesota, I don't know. I think a lot of people are going to be on the Steelers. So that's coming down to the wire. I'm anxious to see how that goes. But let's talk some football. Let's let's look at let's look at some numbers and let's let's think about things. <laughs> I did a deep dive on the Chargers this week and then like their entire offense got covid. Right now Keenan Allen doesn't look like he's going to be playing. Mike Williams is on the covid list. And then you also have to worry that there's going to be other guys that pop up. But the Chargers were catching my eye because their offense was so volatile. But they've also been passing a lot. Brandon Staley's been aggressive, seemingly, at least going through the air more. Over their last three games, they're first in yards per play. They're second in points per play. They are third in overall pass play percentage in the top five in pass rate over expectations. This is exactly the type of team you want to be targeting in DFS even though some weeks they look ugly. And they are, as I said, a volatile team. Just one stat on that, they're fourth in total penalties. But Justin Herbert has shown how dangerous he can be. One thing I did this week is look at fantasy points since week eight. Why week eight? I don't know. That was Halloween weekend. That feels like when the weather starts to change. This is my podcast. That's what I wanted to do. Fuck off. But since week eight, it just so happens that Justin Herbert has been the QB1 since that time. That was not cherry-picked. I found that out afterwards, after I established that threshold. Leave me alone. But Justin Herbert has been great. He's been running a little bit more. May need to do that this weekend if these receivers are out. The Chargers are home against the Giants this week. 10-point favorites, 44-point over-under. I'll talk about it a little more later, but the over-unders in a lot of games this week are low. The Giants have a pretty middling defense, a pass defense at least, they have good cornerbacks, at least according to PFF grades. Adoree Jackson has been good. Other guys in their secondary have been solid. Xavier McKinney, James Bradbury can do things too, I guess. Overall, though, the Giants are not a very intriguing opponent from a game pace perspective. They're likely not to be very effective on offense. The under has actually hit in the past six of the Giants games. <laughs> Seattle's offense has sucked ass. They've had the second fewest first downs this year. They are first in punts per play, which is a great stat. And only two of their games have hit the over overall. Last week, they managed to score over 30 points, but don't forget that seven of those points came from an 80-yard fake punt. 
Fantasy Mojo over on Twitter just put out a tweet with tables showing players with the highest win rates and lowest win rates based on FFPC teams that drafted them. Russell Wilson was on the lowest win rates. So there's definitely a sour taste in people's mouths around Russell Wilson, around this offense, deservedly so. But since he's been back, they've actually actually been among the top teams in pass percentage, yards per attempt. Last week, Russ was 30 for 37 throwing, and now they're going into the Texans' home field indoors, and the over-under in this game is only 41.5, but Seattle is a seven-point favorite. So with sentiment probably still very bearish on Seattle, this could be a week to get back in because in the range of outcomes, I'm talking about DFS here, because in the range of outcomes, you could definitely see a huge game from Russell Wilson and probably one of these receivers. Texans, the Texans offense is broken. So there's no chance of a back and forth in this game, even though Seattle did just put Jamal Adams on the IR for the year and their defense already sucks. But the Texans are just so bad that you can, it'd be hard to imagine them scoring more than 17 points in this game. But a smart team may use this as an opportunity to get Russell Wilson going, get this pass game going, get some excitement in the locker room once again. But uh, Pete Carroll probably won't do that because he signed Adrian Peterson. They're probably going to try to run the ball. Still, in the range of outcomes, there is a huge game for Russell Wilson in the Rue this week, if you want to try that. DK Metcalf, only 6500 on DraftKings, 12th priced receiver. And we've already come full circle on the Chiefs. They're back near the top of Super Bowl odds once again. I've seen sites that have them with uh, as the favorites. DraftKings Sportsbook has them as the second favorite behind the Buccaneers, plus 650 on the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. But fantasy-wise, again, this is since week eight. That was the threshold I was looking at here. Patrick Mahomes, same fantasy points as Ben Roethlisberger. Tyreek Hill, the same as Darnell Mooney. This is points per game, fantasy points per game, half-point scoring. Overall this year, the Chiefs have had the second most amount of drives and in turnovers, and they have 11 fumbles lost this year which is the most in the league. And I feel like fumbles lost here with the Chiefs could be a little fluky, could be bound to regress. Maybe we'll see the Chiefs continue to improve here. It helps this week. They are home against the Raiders. They are 9.5-point favorites, 48-point over-under here. These teams met just a few weeks ago, and this was when the Chiefs in primetime put up 41 points, held the Raiders to 14 points. Everybody ate. Tyreek, two touchdowns. Him and Kelsey both saw 10-plus targets. Mahomes had over 400 yards. The Chiefs' offense went off. DraftKings definitely knows this. They priced up the Chiefs this week. Patty is 8K, highest-priced quarterback. Tyreek, highest-priced wide receiver, 8,500. Devontae Adams is not on this slate. He is in the one of the primetime games with the Packers playing the Bears. Travis Kelsey, most expensive tight end, 7,400. The only question here is game environment because the Raiders' offense is just so depleted. Darren Waller is still day-to-day. It's hard to know. Uh, what the latest is on him, what his status will be. So the Raiders' offense, with the ability to push the pace here, worrisome a little bit, but the Chiefs piled on last time, and that wasn't really a factor. Can Josh Jacobs, on the other side, stay hot? He is priced at 6200 this week on DraftKings. That is cheaper than Tony Pollard. They have him priced as the RB12. Hunter Renfro. Dallas travels to Washington this week for a game where Dallas is favored by four and a half points. The over-under here is 48, one of the higher on the weekend. And this game has serious real-world consequences here. 
Washington is back to 500, even though they have a negative 51 or so point differential on the season. They've lucked along. They're, their defense, on paper at least, you look at the scores, they've been better. But I was digging into it, and it's there's just it's hard to figure out what's been happening here. Their last five games overall, holding opponents to 17, 19, 21, 15, 15. Yes, Dallas is coming in fully healthy. People are going to look at those numbers, though, and think this is going to be a lower-scoring game. But really, the only good offense they've shut down was Tampa Bay, which seemed to be more on Tampa Bay's side, coming off the bye, just playing very sloppy. I don't want to take anything away from Washington here. They have kept teams out of the red zone over the past three weeks. They are second in red zone chances allowed, fourth in yards per play overall allowed. The real strength has been the run defense, so this could be another game where we see Dallas really air it out really put the ball in Dak's hands here. Washington doesn't have much of a pass rush. Dak has seen a lot of clean pockets. He has his full range of wide receivers now. All of his weapons, yes, Zeke and Tony Pollard, are both a little banged up. Even more reason to air it out. You drafted the Cowboys for this time of year. Now is the time to run them out there. I'm excited to see what they can do with their full arsenal of weapons here. This is going to be a playoff environment, though. Washington is going to be rocking. They have a chance now to get back into things with this win streak that they're on. They could take, you know, they could take hold of this division if they win here. So Dallas needs to be careful coming into this game, even though they have way more talent than Washington. But I'll probably just sack up and put my money behind the Cowboys and Dak. I think I'm going to play the Dak double stack in my one league where I have that uh, CD and Amari, and maybe even go there on daily if I'm feeling feisty on Sunday. A couple quick notes here. The other big game on the main slate for DraftKings on Sunday and just probably in the NFL overall is this Buffalo-Tampa Bay game. Buffalo luckily is going to Tampa Bay, so weather should not be a factor here. It has the highest over-under on the weekend. And right now, DraftKings Sportsbooks has this game at Tampa Bay minus 3.5, a 53.5 point over-under. Again, the highest over-under on the week. And I was listening to Warren Sharp's podcast earlier in the week about this game, and they were discussing how Josh Allen's touchdown percentage and stats overall fall dramatically when he's being blitzed. And Tampa Bay has a great pass rush. Second and quarterback hits this season. That'll be a big key to the game if they get after him. But from a fantasy fantasy perspective, wondering if those extra pressures could result in more rushing for Josh Allen. We'll have to watch for that because we know that Tampa Bay's secondary never has that much talent, or you just have to teams throw so much against Tampa Bay that they're gonna find success there. You would think that if Josh Allen does have time, this could be a back and forth game, especially down there in that beautiful sunshine. But what I do want to end on here as we talk about some of these higher over-under games, Dallas and now this one, is that if you're a more casual DFS player, this may pertain to you, it, but it, this should be obvious that attacking the highest over-under games, that just can't be an automatic strategy. Really where the biggest winners come, 4 for 4 Fantasy did a study a few years back, and it really illuminated this, that a lot of the winning lineups for big tourneys come from you know, games with over-unders more like in the 45-point range than above the 50-point. And that's just because the expectations are low, and if you can find one that has the pieces to blow it up, that's where you really get leverage and find those winning lineups. Obviously, you look on paper, the highest over-under, it, it's exciting, but where's the edge there? How do you, you know, you're eating a lot of salary with these games. DraftKings, as I said, priced up the Chiefs quite a bit, and how do you find an edge here in these high total games? All right, keep an eye out for the DFS pod coming this weekend. 
And remember, we have the hotline, folks, 234-564-3070. Call it in. When you're tilting, someone is going to do it again soon. We can feel it. It's okay. This is a safe space. Be good out there. Love you, Australia. Yoo-hoo.